Drogba in der Mitte, da Schneider, Schneider Hello, hello. Welcome to Lions Den, a Golf podcast done by the community for the community. I am your host, Emre, and today we will be talking about the Bayern Munich and, unfortunately, the Hatay game, which both ended in a 2-1 loss for Golf You know, we say we do this for the community, but I'm sure the community is pretty upset these days. Uh, joining me in being upset is my two co-hosts. John from Canada, how are you? Good to have you back, brother. What's up, man? Glad to be back to, uh, well, maybe one eventful game. One, uh, I don't know what to call the game today, but we'll talk about that. But glad to be back in the booth, back in the studio, billion dollar studio. Explain your uh, studio like you explained to us. What what kind of setup you got? (laughs) (laughs) So... I know we do things we do things the right way on the, at the Lions Den here. Nothing but the best. All right. So I'm not sitting in my usual place. I'm somewhere else. I'm in Nova Scotia actually, but I have my mic and my computer, but no, you know, boom arm or mic stand or anything. So I have my mic sitting on top of two laptops, and then on top of the laptops, there's three boxes of pasta stacked, and my mic on top of that. So the ghetto setup. <laughs> You yeah. Love to see it. <laughs> yeah. So I got the three, the three, you know, boxes of macaroni holding up the mic right now. So hopefully, uh, if I, I, I'm trying not to move because if I move, you're gonna hear some macaroni moving around in the box, <laughs> and the mic's gonna pick that up. So if you hear that, just know that's what it is, right? Noted. Noted. And uh, the other one that's with us, the goat himself, Yasin, with his uh, green shed. Get us from the boy. How are you? Good man. Enough with the green shed though. That's this is not three weeks in a row. People want to hear about something new. Unfortunately, there really is not much new to talk about. I am sad, just like you. It's very on goss I like to head into a podcast with two losses to talk about, but here we are. Um it's for the love of the club, I suppose, right? We're here to talk about what what we did wrong, what we did right this past week, and hopefully Work on that going forward, but I'm glad John's here. John, again, welcome yeah. to you as well. I feel like uh, we, we've missed you, and I'm sure the listeners have missed you as well. I look forward to hearing your takes on both games and uh, maybe some particular players. I guess we'll get into that soon. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we will. Yeah, no, uh, not a lot has happened in terms of news. I don't know if you guys have anything to add about that, but usually we have a lot of news, and that's where... Summit comes in, but he's not here today. So, in in different fashion, why don't we just get straight into the good, juicy, meaty stuff, right? Talk about the Bayern Munich game that just passed. Um, yeah, John, why don't you start us off then? Usually, you are the one that we've been missing on this match analysis, the lineups, the good stuff. It is yeah. it is with it. I will. So I'm going to get into the lineup, some stats, and then maybe we'll just sort of brush over, you know, the match and uh, we'll we'll sort of go back and forth on it. So 
Our starting 11, we had Muslera, of course, in goal, who actually, I say of course, but he there, you know, there was a question mark over him after getting injured in the previous game. So um, he picked up an injury, but he did return for the Bayern match. You know, so. you know what's crazy? Mm-hmm. I don't know how uh, our team doctor does it. Was it Yenar Inje, his name? Mm-hmm. Bro, I don't understand how our players are playing after these, like, these freaking... Um, Injuries, you'd expect them to be out for at least a month or two. But here we have Icardi and Musera playing. This guy has like the magic serum or something, bro. Have you ever watched uh, Rocky IV? A uh, long time ago. So in Rocky, IV, in Rocky IV, right? There's uh, So Rocky fights this guy, uh, Ivan Drago, this Russian yeah. guy. And uh, basically his doctor, he takes out this needle that's like the size of my forearm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and starts pumping him up with all of this is bullshit. So maybe that's what's going on. No, not steroids. Just kidding. But you know, he does have some magic sauce. Maybe I don't know. I don't know what he's kind of crazy but. if you think about it. It is. It is. I thought he. I. I personally thought Mustero was going to be done. Like I didn't think he was going to play. I kind of just accepted that because he's getting older, right? Like when I see him pick up an injury, I think you know my first thought is shit. Like he might be out for a little while. So I was. I was happy and yeah, surprised he's, to see him He's like return. 38, and we yeah. had Gunai, who definitely did not look good when he played yeah. in his place. So everyone was shitting bricks yeah, yeah, when, exactly. when Musler got injured. And, of course, our next game was Bayern. Uh, of course. Of right? course. Couldn't be any other game. Had to be Bayern away. That's right. So, so yeah. we had Muslera in goal. We had uh, Angelino, Abdul Kerim, Davidson Sanchez, Sasha Boy as our backline, Lucas Torreira, Khan, Zaha, Kerem, Ziyech, and Icardi. So Ziyech starting against Bayern and Kazem John out after what I thought was a disaster class that he put in in the first game against Bayern. That's another story though. Um, like Yasin mentioned, it finished 2-1 for Bayern, which kind of doesn't tell the whole story, I feel. We had Harry Kane that scored two late goals in the 80th and 86th minute. We had a surprise goal score in Bakambu in, I believe it was stoppage time that put us on the board, gave us a little sprinkle of hope that, you know, couldn't really amount to anything, unfortunately. But the match finished with uh, 62% possession for Bayern. Bayern had 2.57 XG. According to FOTMOB, which where I'm getting these stats, we had 0.65, which I don't know how accurate that is. I, I it's have, not. It's not. Yeah, I'd have to cross-reference that, but that doesn't sound correct. Uh, but I'm that's where I'm getting the stats from for this match. Shots apparently 16 to six for Bayern. Um, and I think you know, I I think everyone would sort of agree. Like over these last two games against Bayern somewhere in the mix, somewhere in there was a result for us. You know, whether it was a win, a draw, like, I don't know, maybe it was the first game, maybe it was the second game, but I think somewhere in there, there was a result that we deserved and we couldn't get it, you know? And I've been talking about this over and over, not on the podcast, just in private, but guys, for 30 seconds, we celebrated Lucas Torreira putting Galatasaray up 1-0 away to Bayern. Bro, I don't know how you guys felt. I thought that, like, I blacked out. I swear to God. I, bl- <laughs> I didn't even know where I was. 
I swear to God, I was just going insane. And then they took it away from us. And bro, I it, lost my voice for no reason. Yeah, dude. Wallah, it feels like a like a fever dream or something. Like it feels like it didn't even happen, but I actually lived it. I was just on cloud nine. And uh, it was offside. The play that started sort of with Akardi, it was offside. But like I said, I'm sure you guys feel the same. But I think there was there was a result here for us. Like one of these games were for the taking. You know, whether it was three points or one, something was here and we just we, we, we just couldn't do it, you know? Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Just to touch on that result section of it, you know, the first game especially, I think we were all quite upset knowing that we could have very easily finished that game in the first half alone, right? We had so many mm-hmm. chances. This time we went to Bayern Munich, a, a team that hasn't lost in the Champions League at home in God knows how many games there. Since 2013. 2013. That's 10 years. 10 years they haven't lost at home and we could have done it. I mean, look, heading into this game, I didn't have many hopes. I don't know about you guys. I, I thought, look, a tie would be great. Um, but I just want to see the boys fight it out out there. You know, they, they saw what we did to Bayern Munich at home last time. And that should be that should mean so much to them heading into this game, especially with a coach like Okamburuk, who constantly, constantly reminds the fans and the players, look, we are going there to win. We go into every game to win. And even if we could not do it, these two games, and even though on paper, to John's point, we got nothing from these two games, I think they're huge morale victories in a way, if you think about it. You know, we we still have two games left in the Champions League group stages and Fortunately, uh, given our prior results and the way that the group has mixed up so far, everything is still in our hands, right? Bayern Munich, I think we can all comfortably say they'll they'll continue to get results and there were many two games against Manchester United and Copenhagen. But now we play Manchester United at home next game and we play Copenhagen away. My point is, after seeing how we played against Bayern Munich, the toughest team in this group by far, uh, undeniable, seeing how we played and how we could have get results. To me, if I'm a player on Galsai, I go into these two games thinking, okay, look, I didn't get my results against Bayern Munich, but I really do believe I can get my results now against Manchester United. We already did it last time at United. There's no reason why we can't do it at home. And at home is where we really give teams difficult times. And then obviously yeah. Copenhagen is going to be tough, but you know, just to drive home the point is, you know, yes, zero points, yes, two losses, but I think it's huge for how we feel about the team and what is possible. You know, we, we're going to talk about the Hatay Sport game as well. You know, it sucks that we lost points in in the domestic league. We know that we can play much better, um, but the belief is still there. Like, imagine we lost three, four, nothing in these games. Yeah, John would be saying the same thing. John would still be saying that we got zero zero points out of it. You know, the 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 conclusion, what's on paper, would be the same, but that's not the case. We we were close both times. We could have won both games. That is huge for the morale of the team. So I'm trying to stay optimistic. John, I agree with you, man. That that moment that Torreira scored, it's we we really for a moment believed you know is yeah. this is this gonna happen it reminded me almost of flashbacks to the madrid game the second yeah. leg at home you know where we scored that goal and ended up being offsides i think it was drug by i forget who but you know just that belief that that feeling uh that that goes a long way so 
Um, yeah, when yeah. Torreira scored, and that man like was going to get too, he, man. he was oh going to get the God. best night of his life from uh, David Mabla. <laughs> Yo, Summit, this is a shout out to you. Yeah. Whether Emmer is saying it directly or not, I feel like that comment is such a Summit comment. <laughs> so, Summit, you're not being missed today. <laughs> you know, um, that point that you made, Yasin, about like, see, you you said that you know we we kind of have this belief now, and like you know we went and we competed two games in a row against Bayern, who by the way were favorites to win the Champions League. I, I'm assuming they still are. I'm not sure, but I think it's Man City. Is it Man City? Might be the, Man City. The first in the first because I I've been watching these games in uh, with English commentary. I remember the first in the first game the announcer was saying how Bayern were the favorites, but I don't know. Maybe that's changed now. But um, could be. What I was gonna say was. Again, not something I said on the on the podcast. I haven't been on in a while, but just personally with you guys and some other friends and stuff. Leading up to this second Bayern game, I've been saying that after the first game, I don't rate them the same as how I used to before. And I knew, like, I, there's a lot of people that I know that thought that we were going to go and we we're going to get thrashed. Like, oh yeah, it was close because we were in Istanbul, but we're going to go away and get thrashed. But the way that I knew that wasn't going to happen is because when players get that, you know, when they get that uh, mentality after you play against a team and you get and you get that like sense and you get that sort of feel, it's different as the viewer. Like the viewer, you're, you're just watching from at home. But when the players are on the pitch together and they can they can feel the game and especially us in the first match, we smelled blood pretty much the entire game. We just couldn't capitalize on that. I knew it was going to be close. So my prediction for that was a draw. I, I didn't, winning is still very difficult, but I know because of that first game, the players, the players know they can beat Bayern. The players believe and they know after the first game, yeah, we can beat these guys 100%, so right? what you're literally saying is, let me just rephrase what you're saying. The guys played that first game at home and they're like, bro, these guys ain't shit. It's literally what you're saying. And that gave them the confidence to play um, head-to-head with Bayern away, right? Is that what you're saying? Well, the first game that we played, Okan Buruk was very brave. Like, he played a a really ballsy game, really ballsy against Bayern Munich, and, and it, it worked. Paid off. It worked. We worked, really should have won that game. We really, really should have won that game. We lost the game because of ourselves, not because Bayern were giants. We lost because of ourselves. Right, Cosm John um, messing up, us not being able to score, and because in that first game we realized, wow, we can beat these guys. This is Bayern Munich; they haven't lost in ten years or whatever. No, we can beat these guys. I knew the second game was going to be close because of that. You um, know? Yeah, no, honestly, let me tell you something. I was people going to call me crazy, but I was more impressed with our second game than our first game, and here's why: the first game they were missing like five people but the second game everyone was there almost no one was missing and we're playing away guys like this is Bayern Munich bro you these guys don't lose at home they just are built differently and the fact that you actually almost came to close to beating them if it wasn't for certain situations like the ref was horrible by the way and it's always me that brings it up for some reason but you guys kind of glance over these things, but this these things stick to me like glue. Like I'm a f- ref criticizing magnet, okay? Um, what's his face? Davies should have been sent off around the 60th minute yeah. for a foul on uh, Butters. Yeah. They go down yeah. a man. 
bro, this not they're not gonna hold up that intensity that they usually hold up. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, bro, Okan did everything right. Even the subs came, you know, at the right time. Basically, if it wasn't for Nelson, who sold a game, that game was very, very winnable. Not winnable, at least getting a point from it, it would was, have been yeah. possible. And even just that, a point from Bayern, which most teams don't. Dude, they only tied three times in like their past 38 games. Three times, bro. And yeah. we almost, like the way we played gave me so much hope. Especially like, like it showed me that Okan Buruk is not just one dimensional. Just press, 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 high intensity, first 30 minutes, if you score, no. This game, we were much more balanced. We didn't press as much. We closed their passing lanes. We we were, we played exactly how a away team needed to play. And that's what gave me the most hope. Like, okay, Okan Buruk is capable of doing multiple things, not just yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. We played them. We played against them, bro. Like, we didn't go in these two legs and, you know, try to just just try to survive. No, we went in both games and tried to win the game, and we almost did both times. You know, yeah, there needs no, exactly. to be some credit for that, for the for the team, for Okan. Like, Okan Buruk, I'm so... In this Champions League campaign, I'm just blown away. Like, I'm just... I, I don't know if there's anyone else in the world that can do what he's doing right now. Like, it's just amazing. We've played amazing, in my opinion. And uh, what does he have in his hands, really? Um, Out of form, Icardi, an injured Icardi. Most could say that it's maybe his fault for letting him play, which is arguably, you know, justified. And, um, and, uh, like, not inform Zaha and Ziyech, right? And who's in his midfield? Kerem and Khan Ihan. He's doing it with these players. Mm -hmm. It's it's amazing. It's really amazing, dude. Like, look at, (laughs) like, on the other end, so we had Torreira, Kerem, and Khan, right? They had Musiala, Goretzka, and Kimmich. Bro, come, come on. on. Come on, bro. <laughs> okay, come their on. front four is worth more than our whole team. Yeah, come on, bro. Like, that's just unbelievable. That's crazy that we're doing this, you know? I, I, I mentioned before when, when, we, when we got this draw, I smelled some fraudulence coming from the back line of Bayern Munich, and I still kind of <laughs> stand by that because I didn't think they were that impressive. But uh, I don't know, man. There has to be some credit here. We're playing amazing. Like, it, they didn't even really feel like a loss. Like, two, that game did not really feel like a loss. If I'm coming out of it with pride, then we did something right there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, no, yeah, one, so- no one should feel ashamed to be, you know, like Gasserayli. Like, it's... We're proud of these performances. Like, you know? usually, what would, what would we say? Like, oh, hopefully we don't concede more than three, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, we didn't concede until the 80th minute. Bro, it, it's, it's actually so funny that you just said that. Uh, the other day, I think it was yesterday, actually, I was just, I was on the computer and I just had some channel playing in the background. I think it was TNT Sports, which used to be BT Sports in England. And they had like a little mini feature with uh, Danny Welbeck. And uh, they had like this segment where they brought him into this uh, vintage uh, like football shirt shop, right? And they took out this, th- that purple Galatasaray one with the collar. And they were like, yeah, you scored a, a hat trick against Galatasaray. And like that was the jersey they were wearing and they were talking about it and showed some clips. And it's like, bro, I was just thinking. Embarrassing. Like, Danny Welbeck shredded yeah. us apart, bro. He chewed us up, spit us out and stomped all over us. Like, and I was thinking if, I don't want to swear, but 
if that mother effort stepped on the pitch against us with this squad that we have right now, buddy, you would not even be touching the ball. I'll tell you that right now. Like yeah. we got killed in that game. They were sh- they were showing the highlights. Was that the same year Dortmund also was in our group and they yeah, also I think so. murked us? Dortmund, Arsenal, yeah, and we just got destroyed, right? But yeah, they, Dortmund they, was having their worst season. Yeah, domestically, yeah. and that's what I'm saying, bro. Look at us. Look at how we're playing. Look who we're playing against. You know, so it's far from over. Like Yasin said, far from over. We have Copenhagen. We're tied with Copenhagen on four points now. United have three points. And uh, our next game is against United at home in Istanbul. So, in Istanbul, oh man, what kind of group are we in, bro? Where if we win the next game, we still can end up <laughs> third place. Yeah, imagine you win, out. You, you win both against Man U and you still don't go through, bro. Come on, man. This, this game is, is like, too cruel sometimes, bro. Exactly. See, this is football. I guess this is what we get for the Molda games. Right, because Moldet really did outplay us in both games, and mm, yet yeah. we were the ones that went through. So yeah. it's maybe a little bit of karma sprinkled in with it. But again, okay, that's two games. We got unlucky two games. Let's win our next two games. But damn, I don't know. It's kind of a crazy, crazy thing to see how far golf that I came from just being 13th place yeah, to being crazy. able to do this, right? Yeah, yeah. I so mean, Galatasaray really is a European team. It's, it's It really shows with the mentality and everything. Yeah, yeah. That's what I told the, during my my segment with the BBC. Like, um, it's it's unbelievable, bro. Like, it, it just shows like the the DNA of the club. It's so like prominent, and then when you put a figurehead like Okan Buruk, where that same DNA is. It just pumping through his veins, bro. Like, it's just, I don't know. It, it's sort of, it's seeming like a match made in heaven, but I still have my problems with him. We're going right. to talk, I'm going to mention that in the Hatai game. So, I don't know if you guys want to, tra- do you guys want to go into that now? Or what, what do you think the problems were in the Munich games? What did game? we ultimately, the issues that Okan maybe didn't see that caused us to not get a point? I you mean, know. it's just not, doesn't necessarily have to be Okan, does it? I think we just. I, uh, I do think you guys think there, that he made any issues or problems or didn't do something that he should have that could you, have potentially won when us? When you're asking about problems, do you are you specifically asking about what Okan Buruk could have done better or did wrong? Yes. Or are you asking in yeah, general wrong, about the team as well? Yeah. No, I have two well, things with Okan, but you go ahead, Yasin. For the Bayern game. Any. For yeah. the past Bayern game. Well, yeah. I, wanted, I wanted to talk about something other than Okan Buruk, but if. John has something to say about Kamburuk. I'm all ears on. Yeah, I just, I yeah, I just have to because you mentioned what I think Okan could have done better or what he did wrong. I think in the first game, Kera? well, no, so well, maybe. So the first yeah. game, what what I was gonna say was <laughs> reckless putting Kazam John, reckless, bro, reckless, totally reckless decision in my opinion. I would have never done that. And also in the first match, he didn't. He says he was ready to make subs. They were warming up and stuff, but it was, it was too late, bro. Like that, that just that finished us in the first game. Like you know, he, he, this isn't the first time that happened either. Like, oh, yeah. uh, we conceded while we were waiting. Them like once is a mistake, two is a coincidence, three times is just you know 
That's yeah. on you, bro. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. come on. And, and and why is he like another thing I don't understand? He's like, oh, we had the subs. The subs were ready. The two or three subs or whatever, right? But why are you doing that? Why are you waiting so long to make a triple change? Make one change at sixty. Another change, like stagger it. Why? Why are you? Letting the team just gas themselves until the 70th minute or whatever so yeah. you can make well, a triple change. He did make it. Like, I think people don't realize or forget because the guy was non-existent, but it was Mertens. That was his first change. And he came in, like, at the 60th or so minute. Mm-hmm. But, like, the team was still deteriorating at that point, and it wasn't enough. But, yeah, he yeah. did make a change, but it wasn't enough. But the second game, I don't think there were any issues with the subs, to be honest with you guys. Yeah, I had no problem with uh, in the second game. I can't f- blame Okan. So maybe what, 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 what were your issues, Yasin? What did you guys think about the fact that he put on Nelson for Angelino in the 78th minute? So in the first leg, he he not only decided to bench Angelino for Kazimjan, but in the second game, this time, he, he starts Angelino and when he gets hurt, Instead of bringing Kazimjan, which is our next left back, he skips Kazimjan entirely and switches to uh, three center backs. He puts in Nelson and he puts Nelson in into the center of the defense and he puts Abdukerim on the left side. What do you guys think of that decision? And also, Nelson's mistake, which ultimately yeah. led to, I think it was the first one or the second goal. I don't recall which one. Second goal. That was a very bad mistake. And if that mistake didn't happen, we actually have a result to talk about, don't we? So, Uh, Bro, I'll tell you this right now. In 12 years of coaching, unless there was an injury, I don't think I've ever changed the center back pairing. Ever. It was an injury. That's the thing. Oh, was it? How was it? Angelino Angelino was uh, limping off. Yeah, yeah, I know, but I'm saying. Oh, I you would mean never, like either? The, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I wouldn't. Ch- I he changed the center back pairing, bro. It was Nelson and Sanchez, and Abdul Kerim went on to the left, right? Yeah, or my, yeah, yeah. I, I would never do that, bro. It's 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 working well, bro. Like don't don't change that mm-hmm. because now you're putting in. You have two center backs that are well adjusted to the game. They have their bearings really well in the match. And for no reason now, like there is a reason, but there, we have other options to, to sort of work around that, mm-hmm. right? So I would never have changed that ever. Who would you put in at that point then? Because everyone despised Cosm John and his performance. And if he would have came in and the coach puts him in and he made the mistake, then the coach would be like, oh, you haven't learned anything from the past game, right? Blah, blah, blah. You know? He's yeah, also susceptible for, to that as well. That was almost in the 80th minute, though. Like, I will prefer Kazimjan playing 10 minutes to, to end a game rather than him starting against Bayern Munich in the Champions League. Like, that would just be reckless. Like, I, I'm not saying it was a, a crazy move. Like, I understand. Like, it makes sense on paper. Like, Abdul Kerim, you know, he's played now left back a couple times. Like, it makes sense. Yeah. He's, a, he's a better defensive option than Kazimjan. Like, of course, it makes sense. But I'm just saying, I, I wouldn't uh-huh. have, in a game like this, I wouldn't have changed the center-back pairing. It's, it, right. you know, like you're just, intru- you're introducing Nelson in the most critical time of the match, bro. Like, it's, yeah. it's hard. He did to- try this the game prior, though, in the league. Listen, again, that's fine. But to, to John's point, Bayern Munich are attacking. We are playing away. You know, mm. your defenders 
are the most focused individuals yeah. on the field right now. And you need them to be focused because they have a lot of responsibility. They have a $100 million player striker that they're having to shut down and don't even get started with the midfield and wingers that we're having to think about. Now you put in a center back who has not only not been playing for quite some time now, mentally has not been there. We talked about this the last time after the Bayern Munich game and the trouble that he's creating, whether it's on purpose or not. The atmosphere around Nelson is not healthy. And that that carries on onto the performance of the player on the pitch as well. So to make that decision, it doesn't make sense to me. And Emma, you said, like, you know, people complained about Kazim John last game. Mm-hmm. A coach is not supposed to think about what the play, what the fans are saying on Twitter and social media. And I'm pretty sure, guys, correct me if I'm wrong here, but after that mistake, that that first game, I thought Okamburuk defended the decision to play Kazim John. And he said, like, I thought, I don't know, I might be making this up. I thought he said no, something along right. the lines of, apart from the mistake that he made, he played, I thought he played well. I thought that's what mm-hmm. Okamburuk said. And I thought a lot of people actually, once they cooled down, they they agreed for the most part that apart from yeah. that mistake, Kazim John did a good job defensively and he, he did his job. So to to play a player, make a decision the first game, defend him after that decision and then not play him at all in the second game. I don't know. Again, a lot of this is easier said in hindsight. So I, I don't mean to... Do you- yeah. Yeah. No. But do you also risk the fact that your player is going like you need Nelson? What are you gonna do with a, a seven million have like dead weight player then paperweight basically at that point? If you because he wants to play Champions League, he said it himself. He wants to play, right? Listen, and he's that, being unhappy about it. So again, I that was that's what you gotta give. That. You gotta give your players time. And come on, it is Nelson at the end of the day. Like he is known for being that defensive block. We like he made such a stupid like uh decision. Like apart yeah. from that, he wasn't terrible, but it was just such a stupid mistake that you never expect from like the guy who always plays, you know, risk free, adverse free, does the dumbest thing in the game, the riskiest thing. Which is as a result of not Nelson as a type of player he is, but as a result of the atmosphere and the situation. Which is what I'm getting at. That's what the coach needs to think about as well. Again, yeah. this is something that maybe I or many have, have would have not thought about in the moment. But that's the coach's responsibility. And that's why he's paid to think about this stuff along with his assistants. Nelson has been like this. is putting him on at the middle of our defense against Bayern Munich when they're attacking the smartest thing to do right now. I that's, guess they that, thought it that's was something the... you have to think about. And look, I'm not necessarily gonna like I'm not like heavily criticizing Okan Ford, but it's something to think about, it's something to criticize. And not just Okan Buduk, but mainly Nelson. Like your coach is giving you this opportunity. You're getting on the pitch to secure a tie, to secure a point, to potentially tell the coach that I should be playing over Nelson or uh, I mean over Sanchez or Abdukenim, and you make that mistake. That's on you too now, Nelson. Like, you can't be making that mistake. Again, mistakes happen, but it's unfortunate. Um, that, and I want to, before we move on to Hatay, our finishing is, you know. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Like That is the biggest issue. Where yeah, and, and, and that's that's not necessarily on Okamburu. That's why I wanted to clarify your question before. Are you 
asking for criticism on Okamburuk or also the team? Because the team right now could be both deserves criticism for the finishing and maybe this ties to Okamburuk and the way that he puts the players on the pitch and he prepares them. At the end of the day, I think the coach is always responsible for what we see on the pitch and off the pitch. But mm-hmm. the players have to take a little bit more responsibility in their focus in the minutes, the moments that really count the most. Because sometimes for certain players, we're seeing it too often, consistently. It's getting to a point where it's unacceptable. It doesn't matter what you did for me and the team the last year or two years. It doesn't matter how many assists you have, how many goals you have. If you're consistently in a short period of time when it really matters, not finishing easy chances, it needs to be talked about. I don't know what we should do because of it, but it's just really disappointing because you know we talked about how much pride we have over these two games. It, the difference was ultimately finishing when, it, when you need to. That's what Kerry Kane did both games. He's a striker. He finished it, right? Like, that's what we need to do as well. And if we did that when we needed to, even half the time we had chances, we could have been talking about two points or six points or four points. You know, it's unfortunate. And I hope that changes. Yeah, I see a lot of people saying that our finishing is lackluster as a product of our intense um, pressing. Oh, they're too tired to finish. Well, that is so... I, I don't agree with that because... No, that makes no sense. We are not the only team on the planet that does a lot of pressing, okay? And I don't see any of us, like any... Do you guys know a team that misses as much as we do? Bro, we all, we were the third team in the Champions League that ha- got the most positions. So first was Man City, second was Bayern, and third was us, right? So clearly we're doing something right position-wise. We're getting into those positions, but we're just not finishing. And what did I say about the transfers that we made? I said it is really risky to make this many free transfers on players that are not, like, like they're not proven right now. Like Ziyech, on the downfall. Zaha, without a team, also was injured when he came. Tete, also was not doing great. That's why nobody really wanted him other than Fenerbahce. Okay, and these three players aren't really showing up. To be quite honest, I kind of rate Ziesh. I do see him come up a little bit, but Zaha is just not the Zaha we expect. And both of these players are not finishing. And another player, I hate to say that's not anywhere near his usual form, is Icardi. He's missing way too many that you expect him to bury. Sometimes it's like hard. Okay, I get it, but there's very... There's a lot of positions where he, you expect him to just bury it because they're simple and he's just missing. If you're injured, Bubba, sit down. You don't have to play every game. Maybe you're yeah. causing more harm than good at this point. <clears throat> you know, I this whole finishing thing, man, like I don't even know where to start, dude. Like it, it's becoming too. such... Yeah, well... Especially Kedem. G- give, me a, give me a minute here, but <laughs> I, I, I don't know... Like, really, that's the only difference between us and Bayern Munich. R- really, that, that's the yeah. only difference between us. When they get their chances, they bury them. When we get our chances, we're sending it into outer space, right? That, that's the only difference. That's why they beat us twice. That's the only difference, right? And so you have Zaha, like the last, in the second Bayern game here. 
right? It didn't look like that much of a big chance on TV, but they showed another angle, like from the from a fan that was sitting. Dude, like he had an amazing chance to bury the goal, sent it wide or sent it high. He missed a, it. He missed it. Yeah, or, or, or yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Sorry, he missed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a Cardi. Ziesh played him through, which was a difficult chance. He had defenders sort of draped and hanging all over him, but still, like I thought that he could have done a little bit better there. We had Kerem, every single game that he plays, he sends the ball 1,300 yards over the, to- over the top of the net. Doesn't even come close to scoring. He can be six yards, three yards, four yards, an empty net, a goalkeeper in the net. Doesn't matter. Doesn't yeah. matter where he is. Doesn't matter what the position is. The ball's going over every single time. You can guarantee that. I'll just say quickly, like Kedem this game, the last Byron game was actually one of the better players on the field. He gave a couple of good chances to, I remember Ziyech, he gave him a nice ball and Ziyech just, yeah. instead of just, just hitting it one time, why are you trying to control the ball in the box? Yeah. You know yeah. they're going to put like go, try to take it from you immediately. Yeah. And that, that, such a good position, man. Yeah, man. That was the next guy that I'm going to criticize. Like Hakim Ziyech, like, y- you know... Okay, in my opinion, he's playing out of position. I don't think he's a good winger. I don't think he'll ever be a good winger, bro. Like, no matter how you try to use him there, I just don't think he's going to perform that well there. I think he should be playing in a central position. But anyways, aside from that, bro, like, sometimes I'm watching you play and you look just lost. Like, you've never been on a football pitch before. It's, it's, It's crazy, bro. Like, sometimes he just makes bad decisions. Sometimes he just has a horrendous touch. Sometimes he just gives the ball away for no reason. Sometimes he just tries doing too much, these little back heels and, and this and that. It's pissing me off now. It's really, really annoying. Especially when you have those four players that we just mentioned, you're losing a game to Hatai, which we're going to yeah. talk about. I understand you're going to lose. Obviously, you're going to lose matches. But guys, please, it's, this is ridiculous how we're not scoring goals with these players. It's ridiculous, yeah. man. And as I'm especially... Another thing too, like I'm especially, everyone always calls me out on it on Twitter, in our WhatsApp all the time. Bro, I'm especially hard on Kerem because the other players aren't missing the chances that he's missing. He's missing 100% goals, bro. Like where there's no pressure on him. He's four yards away from the goal, empty net, and it's going over. Like, dude. I don't know what else to tell this kid, bro. Like, I mean, I've, we've been saying I, this is not his position. I don't know why he continues playing there. And everyone's like, oh, he's creating chances for us. But where's the goals, though? I don't care if he's creating chances. Where's the goals? I don't well, see any goals, goals here, bro. coming from anyone right now. That's, That's what problem. I mean. That's what I mean. So I don't, I'm not sure why everyone is saying he's creating chances for us. He's cre-, but where's the goals, though? Because I don't see Akardi, Zaha, or Ziyech scoring any goals. Is so, that on Kerem or Cardi? That's and not on. That's not on Kerem. What's on Kerem is him missing, him sending the ball yeah. into another planet, right? That that's what his problem is when he can be putting the ball in the, in the net himself. It's not his problem. The others aren't scoring, but that's our problem right now, right? Yeah. So that again, another problem finishing. Maybe it's a good way to transition into the Hatai game. Uh, I think we talked quite a bit about the Bayern and still most of the problems we discussed about did carry over to the Bayern game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, the Hatai game. Mm-hmm. So if you guys are okay, let's start with the Hatai game. 
Yeah. And the starting 11 was almost the same. We just had Kazem John come in and we had uh, Sergio Oliveira come in. He was playing next to uh, Torreira, of course, otherwise unchanged. The same attacking players, Zaha, Karam, Ziyech, and Icardi. Mm-hmm. We lost 2-1, like we mentioned um, a few times now. Interestingly enough, the position I just mentioned about uh, Zaha missing it against the Bayern game, he pretty much had a, maybe not the same, but very similar chance that he scored in this match, which maybe was a little lucky, had some weird deflections and stuff, but he did score for us in this game. And um, I don't know, man. I don't know what to say. I mean, we had we had an XG here of, well, again, I don't know if this is uh, accurate. Footmob is being kind of weird with this. It says 1.34 for us. So, so, so the score is the same for both games, by the way. So Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. right. I don't know. I don't know if their source is the same, but. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. But listen, I, I, I truly, I don't know what to say. Like, I, I totally understand we're exhausted. We're, we're tired. TFFS should be ashamed of themselves, bro. Ashamed. They should be ashamed, bro. We're playing this match so soon after. I can't believe this, bro. Like, what? And okay. away. And away, bro. What Again. is going on? What is happening, bro? What is going on? That's the first thing before I even get into the match. The, we should be playing this match on Sunday. Fener should have their match on Monday or whatever, however you want to arrange that. This is so stupid. This is crazy, bro. We're traveling from Germany to Hata. Like, it's just so crazy. I don't know what's going on there. They should be ashamed of themselves for that. But I understand we're tired. We have guys that are playing 90 minutes, sometimes twice a week, like Bowie, Abdul Kerem, Kerem, Torreira, all these guys. We're tired. And I understand we're going to lose. We're going to lose games. There's no way around that, bro. Like, we're going to lose games, and that's fine. But I don't know. Like, Hatay, this is just a poor side, man. They, they only, the only thing they can do well, in my opinion, is they're pretty good at countering. They're pretty fast on the counter. They can catch you, and they did catch us. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know what to say. Like, you know, I, know. I, I would love to ask Volkan why he didn't play that seventeen-year-old kid oh, at oh, three at the back. I'm itching. Really, bro. really curious I'm, why he bro. didn't try a whole new philosophy, a oh, whole new system. You I'm know? itching. I'm itching to ask him, bro. I'm itching. <laughs> I would pay such a big amount of money just to get also, him in one guy, room and the, ask him that, bro. Yeah, and another, the guy that scored and assisted on us. Yeah, why did he come in yeah. after the yeah. third, when they were down 3-0? Really yeah. curious, you know, yeah. when you need speed and such. Mm, mm. And, 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 bro, it's so funny. When Hatay were playing against Fener, I, Emre, I think I told you. Let's see how Volkan sells the game to Fener today. Yeah. And we check it, bro. Like, come on. You got to be kidding me, bro. But bro, that's a, that, that's a whole you, other fucking... Any team that has Fenerbahce, Unitages, like board members, presidents, I expect them to give Fener no hard time. Yeah. All the teams that gave them a hard time were teams that were like not affiliated, like Antalya and such, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You saw Trabzon. You saw them play against Ludogorets, right? Yeah. But against teams like... Rize, Kasim Pasha, look how they played against them versus look how they play against us. And, and by the way, different I'm, thing. I'm not the guy that brings this stuff up often. Like, I don't usually yeah. talk about this or dive too deep into this, but bro, like, it's just, it's so obvious. Yeah, it's, it's so obvious. obvious. I've watched every Fener game, every Galatasaray game, every Besiktas game. I think I missed one Besiktas game. I've, I watch it all, bro. 
Volkan was not doing this against Fener, bro. Like, it's crazy. His yeah. game plan against... Like, it's just... It, it's really... It's just so sad. It's so pathetic. It's such a vintage thing for Turkish people to do, especially when it comes to football. Like, I mean, for, I don't blame him for playing yeah. like this. But yeah. this is how you should play against the other teams as well, not yeah. just us. Yeah, yeah. But it, anyways, like, aside from that, we just weren't... Uh, I don't know, man. We just can weren't I, convincing today. Can I, can I say... The reason why I think we were bad today. Sure. I think Sergio Oliveira is just, our midfield is so slow, dude. It's unbearable mm-hmm. to watch at times. Mm-hmm. It's it's literally Torreira that's carrying this midfield today, that carried the midfield because Keram was kind of, Keram, here's the thing with Keram. He doesn't do much in your eyes, but this guy's always, always moving, always like opening space so that allows your team to be a little bit more fluid. You know, give people opportunity to be open. After Kedam left, you saw that was kind of gone. We were even worse when he got off, in my opinion. And with Oliveira, bro, he, he just takes so long to pass. And yeah. by the time he gets the ball, Hatay just closes back their defense with six men and you just screwed. Yeah. The only times we had like convincing attacks is when we, when Sanchez quickly plays the ball to Ziyech or Bowie and they move down that right side. That's like our only like chances that we could uh, created. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then our left wing was completely non-existent, bro. Kazim John is just not it, man. Just play on Angelino. I yeah. understand you want to win Kazim John. You want to win all your players. That's why you're rotating, trying to play them, give them game time. But then you got to take an L somewhere, man. You can't make yeah. everybody happy. He has a long way to go, Kazim John. Yeah, he has no. a long way to go. Yeah. And that's fine. What's not fine is we still can't figure out what this left left back rotation is. It's really frustrating at this point. Um, but I want to continue the conversation on the midfield. I agree with you, Emre, completely. Sergio is extremely slow. There were multiple times during the game where we can attack a little bit quickly. We have Kerem up top. We have Ziyech and Zaha who... May not be the speediest players, but they can make quick decisions and make the quick pass if need be, right? You have Icardi up top. Sergio gets a ball from the back line and just takes his time going forward with it. And instead of paying, playing like, it's not even a risky pass, a simple forward pass, he decides to rotate his body and like wait for the Hatay Sport players to return to their block and then attack. Like, that's, yeah. so, that's so slow. Add to that... The, the trio of our midfield just do not complement each other one bit. Sergio Oliveira last year, props to him. He is one of many reasons why we won the championship last year, but the midfield trio was very different and a little bit more forgiving to Sergio and his weaknesses. Last year, we had, we had Lucas Torreira play basically number six by himself, even though a lot of people then and today can say that he is more of a Number eight, he can, you know, box a box. He can bring the ball forward. And when he plays with Khan Ihan next to him instead of Sergio, he's given that freedom to bring the ball forward a little bit. Khan Ihan and Lucas Torreira, I'm not saying that they're Sachukinan and Filippo Melo, but they they complement each other much better. They, Absolutely. They, un- they understand when one of them wants to go forward and the other one has to stay back. There's more of a respect and understanding live on the pitch that you see add to that now Kedem as well last year we had 
uh, Martins with that midfield trio, right? We had Luke started playing the six, Sergio playing more relaxed, and Martins would would cover up a lot of Sergio's mistakes or his lack of ability to press and win the ball and even carry the ball forward from the back line. Sometimes you would see Martins come next to Torreira, get the ball and bring it forward. Kerem is all over the place. If you look at his heat map, you, you'd probably question if he's a number nine, a left winger, a right winger, a number 10. You don't know what he is because he's just given that role to do whatever he wants as long as he's pressing. Okay, I respect the pressing, but if your organization is all over the place, especially when you have a player like Sergio behind you, what are we doing at that point? Like, what, what's our attack? How many times in this Hatay Sport game, this is actually probably the one thing that pissed me off the most today. How many times did Icardi come back to the midfield? And not just like the, the, the forward part of the attack, like number 10 area. He came back next to fucking Lucas Torreira and Sergio Oliveira to win the ball and play out of the back. Like, what are we mm. doing here? What mm. are we honestly doing here? I, he would come back and Kerem would be basically like where Icardi should be. Is that really what our game plan is right now? Like, is that what we've come to? Uh, just so we can play Kerem? Just yeah, so we that, can play yeah. Sergio in, in our field? Just so yeah. we can please them a little bit? We're going to have Icardi. Not only now is Icardi playing out of position, he's playing injured out of position. I'd rather not play him at all. If you're going to play Icardi, yeah. if, you, if he's going to make a sacrifice for this team, it's because of what he can f- offer in the attack. It's what he can offer when he gets the ball. He's not even getting the ball. We're, yeah, we're counting on penalties. Issue. We're counting on penalties. And the one goal we scored today was because their goalie made a, a horrendous mistake and Zaha thankfully capitalized on it. Otherwise, we lost 2 nothing today. Yeah. Is that no. acceptable? Like, what are we doing? We're putting our players at risk. We're, we're attempting to rest some players. Meanwhile, we're we losing be. points There's because of it. a natural break. That's Push the issue. Push one more game. Exactly. Yeah, like that, that's what that, I'm saying. That bothered me so much today more than the actual fact that we lost today. Like the way that we lost is truly unacceptable. And thank God we do have international break. So Okamburu can talk to who he needs to. He can listen to the Lions Den podcast. <laughs> he, yeah. Whatever he needs to do to get get it to work. I don't yeah, know. He needs man. to listen to these pro analysis yeah. uh, from Disclaimer, these chats. Totally joking, guys. You know, we, we are definitely not analysts by any means. Okay. Joking, not joking. John, John is a coach. He's he's licensed. He's been doing it for a while. So you know, we we listen to him for his advice most of the time. But the rest of us are definitely not certified. So just quick disclaimer before anybody uh, claims otherwise. But speak yeah. for yourself, Yasin. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Are you are you a coach? I didn't know that. Yeah, I am a professional FIFA <laughs> manager coach. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Jokes aside, lads. Um. I don't think we played that bad. Okay, look. First half, I think we did just fine for a team that was tired and playing away two, with two days rest. I think we found a couple of good positions that we just couldn't capitalize on. For example, Cardi had an amazing chance that Kedem just laid off to him. Again, here we go. Kedem could have had multiple assists these past couple of weeks if we could just finish our chances but here we are no goal scored from him for three weeks remember when i said that it might be an issue the long he goes and i think 
this goes for anybody. The longer you go on a, a drought, the more it's going to affect you mentally. Even if you're caught, I don't care who you are, it will affect you if you go on a scoring drought. Mm-hmm. And what is going on with the Cardi, bro? What do you guys think is going on? Like, he didn't get a lot of service, but he does get those chances. And when he usually does, what did I say? He usually scores one yeah. chance out of three. He got like uh, maybe two, three. Yeah. This this game. And he's just not, he's not finishing them, man. I, I think. Yeah, go, go ahead, ahead Emre. No, no, finish your thought. Go ahead. I was going to say, I was going to talk about the left wing with Zaha, but before I move on to that, go ahead. Yeah, I think like, I think there's a few things going wrong here with Icardi. First of all, like you guys mentioned, he picked up some type of injury. Yeah. Some type of injury. I don't think we know what the extent of this injury is. Only the medical staff and the coach is going to know. I I don't know. I don't know if it's not that serious. I would like to think if it is a serious injury, they wouldn't be risking his career, not maybe his career, who knows, but risking his season like this. I'd really like to think that. You know, especially last year when he picked up an injury, he missed three, four games, one against Fenerbahce, no problem. He came in at the end of the Fener game, right? So yeah. I'd like to think if this was a serious injury, he wouldn't be starting the match against Hatay, right? So wh- whether he's very injured or not that injured, it's there- he was injured, right? He's in a bad, uh, he- he's gone through a bad patch of form, now, which like you said, just builds and builds and builds and builds and builds until you can finally break out of it, right? Yeah. That can, that can, that's very difficult. Every game that passes, a little more pressure gets piled on top of you, right? That's the nature of the game. Um, and the third thing is he's getting chances, but it's not like we're feeding him the ball in threatening areas all game long because that's not happening. Like it, that, that's just simply not happening. He had one good chance today where he kind of missed the ball or like scuffed the ball. That probably should have been a goal, right? But yeah. he's not getting the best service, right? It's not like every single game he's in five, six positions where you know that he's going to score and then somehow he just misses it. It goes high, it goes wide, the keeper saves it, he scuffs the ball, whatever the chance is, right? And that's got to be frustrating for him as well. Yeah. Right. Which, which, which you can see him getting antsy, checking in so deep into the midfield, like trying to get involved in the play. He's not getting the ball. Yeah. Right. John. Yeah. You know what? Is it, what it's like. I don't understand why he just won't sit out for just one or two games. It's like you know what he reminds me of. He reminds me of that overly protective mom who thinks that if he does, like she's not there all the time, that mm-hmm. we're gonna struggle or something bad's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. They have to be there all the time. Like no, bro. Let Bakambu play. You got. You can sit one game, two games, rest. Yeah. Get your health back. We and need you. You know, it's either he's lying about the injury. It's either yeah. he's lying and telling the coaching staff and the medical staff that he can play and it's not a big deal. It's either that or he's refusing to, which shouldn't even be a possibility, by the way. He's refusing to uh, take a break, right? Which shouldn't be a possibility because he's not the coach of the team. Right. So I think it's, I I don't know if he's just downplaying and lying it. Players have been known to do that many times in the past, many times downplaying an injury. Yeah. Right. Especially a player like Akardi. You know, Akardi is not here for a holiday or for a paycheck, like a lot of people thought initially. Like 
he, we've grown so far beyond that. He wants to succeed here. You know, it seems he wants like he, to succeed. he does, especially against Bayern, bro. He's not going to tell the club he can't play. Like that's, that's never going to happen. Right. Yeah. So one of those things is going on. If, if somehow it's the second thing, then shame on Okan Buruk because that's, there's no player in the world that should be doing that to you. Like you have to have some balls, right? Well, Which, he's benched him before. Like you yeah, said, for that that's Fenerbahce what I mean. Game. That's what I mean, bro. So something's not adding up here. Something's not adding up, bro. Because it was no problem. He got injured last season. Huge game against Fener, bro. Massive match. Because that's when they were still doing pretty well. Right? So, yeah. dude, he benched him, no problem. And the three games before that, no problem. So something's not adding up here, bro. You know? Like, what's, what's the difference? I think maybe it's a Cardi downplaying the injury. You know? I mean, they can check that through MRIs and everything. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. To see if he's know, lying man. or if it's really that bad. Um, I don't know. Yeah, so Icardi is one thing that we need to we needed to uh, really put out there. Another one is, man, I don't know if Zaha is going to... Look, he's scoring the goals. He saved us last game. But again, there's like almost no cohesion on the left wing. Like, like you see it with Bowie and Ziyech. Like, you can see that there is chemistry there. Like, it will work eventually. Ziyech is getting there. Every game I see him, like, yes, he's not doing what we expect the usual Ziyech to do, but I see it coming into fruition slowly but steadily. But with Zaha, it's just, I think... It's not Zaha's fault completely. I think it's a product of the left backs completely changing nonstop, right? Mm-hmm. I hear a lot of people say Rashitsa was only Rashitsa because Bowie made him Rashitsa, right? So maybe Bo- like everyone can get along with Bowie. Bowie, again, he's such an important asset for us. Got to reiterate that along with Torreira, who I thought was the best player today for us. Yeah. Uh, you, you, sorry, you know one other thing I forgot to mention? So... Ziyech speaks French, right? Oh, yeah. They get along. They will get along. So, imagine this, okay? So, in order for this, what I'm about to say, in order for this to work, we will need to surgically remove the chocolate bar from Ndombele's hand because he's clearly not letting go of it. The guy cannot stop eating for a second. Yeah. (laughs) But we could have such a lovely right-hand side between Ndombele, Bowie, and Ziyech, right? Oh, it would be amazing. It would be, dude, it would be, yeah, it would be amazing. It would be amazing. Like, that's just, and doesn't, um, doesn't Mertens play? Or sorry, doesn't, Mertens speaks French too, right? Uh, Yeah. 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 So, imagine, I know we have the foreign (laughs) limit, but imagine if we had Mertens playing in the position that he played when we won the league last year, right? For some reason, now Kerem is playing there, which nobody knows why why that's happening. Uh, you know why? Because you got Zaha and you can't play Zaha anywhere else because left wing is where he's most comfortable and you paid so much money. Let's just, just put it out there. You can't afford to lose Zaha because let's he has a temper. Zaha has such a temper. And the minute you lose him, that's when you have problems with the units, him and the board. So why did, we, like, why did we get these players? Yeah, like, I'm, I'm just telling I'm you, I, I don't, we shouldn't have gotten it because Keram, okay, he might not be the best finisher, but dude, the kid 
can assist. He can find a Cardi every single time in a game, at least two, three times. Meanwhile, Zaha's having such a hard time finding a Cardi. Yeah, I don't even I, think he has found him once yet this game. Yeah, I, I don't understand it, bro. Like, I don't understand it. I mean, we could have... Th- there's so many different ways to balance this team. Like, and it's just not being... Do- like, and Dombley, I guess that's his fault because he just can't stop eating. No matter what, he just cannot stop eating. So that that that's just... I don't even know what to say about that. But, bro, like, there's just so many other ways to balance this team. You know, and I, and, and I, I don't know why Mertens is not being used. Like, dude, we Born won the limit. league last year. Bro. Yeah, but, but bro, like, so then why are we bringing these players? We're, we're just freestyling then. We're, so we're, this we're, is probably we're, why he's trying to get Kazim John to be informed. Like, bro, I need this kid so I can play three um, players in the midfield, potentially, right? Yeah. To open up his options. You know, this, I don't know, man. There's You can ask a lot of questions. Why this? Why that? You can say this, that is the reason. But ultimately... We got to ask Okan Hoja, and I, I don't know if anyone asked him yet, why do you keep insisting on Kerem in the midfield? Yeah. I don't get you it. Know. I really don't get it, man. Like, Kerem had a good season last year. Bro. Yeah, yeah, on the left wing, that's the problem. Yeah, and that's what I mean. So, when they were saying, oh, let's try to steal Zaha, do you really want Zaha, or do you just want to stick it to Fener? Like, yeah, when has really, it ever worked you, out for them that it's going to work out for us? Like, it just, that, that, like, this is what I'm saying, bro. Like, I applaud you for bringing in these transfers that, you know, would otherwise seem impossible. Amazing. But, like, are we building a team or are we just freestyling here? Yeah. You know, so. and now we're getting into, we're getting into scenarios where we can't balance things properly because we have players that we got just for the sake of freestyling, not necessarily because we wanted them for the, the type of player they are. And we're trying to balance that with having three Turks on the field and we're getting all this bullshit. Yeah. So, so you like, know. like again, Zaha, why did we get him? Is it because we wanted to, you know, Charlem Fenerbahce or it's for his ability to outmaneuver players and open players up, right? Because what was our biggest issue last year? Opening teams up that sat back and just defended, right? What is the, one of the best ways to do that? Is it a player that can dribble? Who did you get? Tete. Ziesh and Zaha, mm. all players that can dribble. But again, if they don't mesh with the team, who cares if they can dribble when they don't mesh with the team? That's yeah. the most important thing. I think, yeah. I mean, just to quickly add, I'm, I'm looking at the heat map for this Hatay game. <clears throat> you know how I mentioned the Cardi's coming back and, you know, Kerem's not really playing that role properly. It, if you look at the heat map, both Icardi and Kerem are very close to Zaha on the left side. Zaha, for him to operate and dribble past players and really take advantage of his skill set, he needs that space. It can't be crowded around him. And if it's going to be crowded around him, he'll, I've, seen it make, I've seen him make it work. Quick passes, give and goes. He's not able to do that with a player like Kerem in the middle. Kerem, we've, we love him for many of his positive things that he offers but one of them is not his first touch i think we've been criticizing this for quite some time his first touch his ability to give and go or where to pass it next or where to pass it forward he he's inconsistent with this he's had great assists great passes to Cardi many times before but he's not the player that you want to put in the midfield to link and have like tiki taka i i personally wouldn't do it i i don't know about you guys so when you crowd that left side heavily, 
and you have Zaha there, how much can you expect him to do? I don't know. I, I think chemistry is a huge part of it. I think spacing is a huge part of it. Yeah. I I am not giving up on Zaha by any means. I think he's, you know, even this Zaha that we're criticizing, rightfully so, you know, he we're expecting more. He's still finding the goals. He he scored two goals last week. He won us the mm-hmm. game last week. Yeah. He, sc- he scored today, even though it was their mistake. Not every player is going to finish that. We just had a long conversation about finishing. Do you think Kedem or Icardi would have finished that opportunity today? Maybe, maybe not. Zaha was given one opportunity and fin- he finished it. There's no reason to discuss. Maybe he would have. Maybe he wouldn't have. Icardi, I mean, Zaha was given the opportunity. He finished. Icardi was given the opportunity today. He didn't finish a much easier chance. Kedem was given the opportunity today. Easier chance than Zaha's, in my opinion. He didn't finish that. Zaha did. So I'm going to be especially patient with Zaha. I want us to have proper structure out top first before I can criticize either of the wings. Right now, number 10 seems to be the biggest issue. Do you guys think that we can make Zaha play number 10? Is that something that you guys foresee us trying? Because I don't think we've seen it yet. No. Not, no, right? I, I, no. I, 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 have I would say no. I would say no. Ziyech yeah. was your best option there, bro. Or yeah. Mertens. And the reason why I say that is because I think we can all agree Kedem is better at the left wing than he is in the middle. Yeah. You know, w- instead of maybe forcing Kedem to play the 10, do we, do we need to try Zaha in the middle? Because he is, you know, very talented. He can dribble in and around people. He has the strength to hold the ball away from people who are trying to steal from him. He has the ability to make the passes behind defenders. So, I mean, if you just look at his skill set alone and compare it to Kerem, it makes a lot more sense, especially when you consider what Kerem can offer and can't offer in those two positions. I totally get why Okamoto wouldn't want to try it. I don't think Zaha has ever necessarily played number 10 before, but he's so skilled compared to some of his teammates and the league where I don't see why we wouldn't want to try it. I don't know if... It seems like we don't we're not organized. That my point is I don't I don't believe we have a structure. And while you're trying to figure out your structure until the transfer window happens and comes, I think it's worth trying something like this. Unless Zaha is completely against it and we don't know it. But yeah. he might be completely against it. He could um, be. He could be. He's yeah. and he and I, I would understand why. He has played left wing all of his life. He's been one of the best left wingers in the Premier League, the best league in the world. If he says, I'm playing left wing, there's very little you can say back, uh, no matter who you are as a coach. So, What about Kerem on the right? Is he I, well, here's the problem with yeah. that. No, yeah, yeah. Kerem on the right, Ziyech yeah. in the middle. Yeah, exactly. Kerem is right-footed, man. Have you noticed all the shots that he misses is mostly because... It comes to his left foot, or he's on the left side trying to shoot with his le- uh, right foot. It's yeah, an issue. Rashitsa was right foot is right footed too, and he didn't score that often. Yeah, but he, he assisted. But maybe we don't need Karam. See, maybe that's the yeah. problem, bro. Maybe everyone wants Karam to score thirty goals a season, and he can't do that. Right? Like, I would rather yeah. take care. Of- this is everyone says the same, bro. For a thousand years, everyone says the same thing. The game is won in the midfield. Yeah. And we're fucking freestyling it every game. How did so, it work against 
Bayern then for two games who are objectively way, way above the, Bayern. Like, but, but look at the first game though, for example. Every time we were pressing them so hard, every time we would press them, we'd have both Akardi and Kerem next to each other pressing like that. The, the, the shape that we were pressing and we had Akardi and Kerem pressing and Zaha and who was the other person again? Ziyech. Uh, no, Ziyech didn't play the first game against Bayern. Ah, who played that there again? I can't remember who played there, but our shape Tete, was... Tete, I think, no? At home? Yeah, honestly, I, right can't, I can't remember. Tete, but, Tete. but Yeah, but that's why, that's the reason, bro. Like, they, I'll give Kerem that. Like, if you're going to use him there and you want to play this really high, fast press, sure, he's really pacey. He can put you under a lot of pressure, force you to make a decision with the ball, right? That's well, fine. Kerem was pressing with Icardi this game too. But the thing is... Hatai just consistently just shot the ball away immediately. Yeah, and you know Bi- Bayern's not going to do that, bro. Right. Bayern's never going to do that against a team like Austria or anyone. They're not going to kick I mean, the ball away, bro. Yeah, like, we did good. make them do it a few times. That's the thing. Like, because they had no choice. They do yeah. It. yeah, exactly. They had no choice. That's why the, we should have won that first game, right? Right. Even but, the second game, they gave away positions like that. Up to Kerem. Like, the ref that game was also trash. We should have pointed yeah, that out. But, yeah. like, Oppo stole a ball up the field and I don't think it was a foul and it could have been a goal. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I know the yeah. position, yeah. Right, yeah. so... So, oh, like man. I was saying, like we have to stop freestyling this and let's figure out this midfield, bro. Like, I think the that's way what he's played, trying to do. I think this is what he's trying to do, but it's just not going the way he expects it to go. Yeah, like the way we played against Bayern, we're not playing that way against every team, bro. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's going to change. So... You know, what, what's the midfield going to be? Like, is it going to be Torreira, Khan, Mertens? Torreira, Khan, Ziyech? You have Kerem? Before you do anything, you have it? to solve the foreign rule problem. That's the issue. All right. So, yeah. how about Budish? Why are we... Maybe we should talk about Budish too. I mean, now that we're talking about potential, since we can agree that there is an organization, we can agree that we're still not sure how we're going to play. How about Budish? Like, does Kerem have to play? If if Kerem can't work on the left wing because of Zaha, if he can't work in the midfield because of everything we've been talking about for the past few weeks, if he can't work on the right because he can't use his left foot and he doesn't know how to play as a natural right winger instead of inverted, how about Budish? Budish puts press. He's very strong. He knows how to go up forward. He might not be the best finisher, but Kerem hasn't really proven anything different recently he's a team player similar to Rashid so he's not about eh, himself all the time listen I'm not saying he's the best solution but I wouldn't mind seeing it like Kedem needs a break the kid has a lot of pressure he has received a lot of criticism in the last few weeks like he's very mentally strong I give him a lot of respect for this but he needs a break too like he has put it like a lot of pressure these uh, Bayern Munich games, he's probably doing the most pressing out of anybody else along with mm. Torreira. Like that's tiring. It literally, like you guys said before that, you know, being tired is not necessarily an excuse for poor finishing. I disagree. I think it is. And it depends on who we're talking about specifically here. I don't think that applies to Icardi as much. Icardi is more about, I think, frustration and injury. But Kerem is genuinely, I think, tired. Like I... He keeps running, but I think that takes away from some of the smaller details on the pitch, uh, you know, and what he's trying to do. I would yeah. not mind seeing Budish play. Let's switch it up. Like, 
this is not working. I, I don't just, know. Yeah. Just to just clarify, I not saying that when you're tired, you can't miss or you, your shots aren't like we all played. And when we're all tired, tired, we do miss. We don't put the ball into the net as easily. But what I was referring to was mm-hmm. when we're in like 30 minutes in and we're missing like like the Copenhagen game, oh, yeah, the yeah, Bayern yeah, game. Sure. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think Butters is a player that you play against teams that sit back. But like you said, it might not hurt to try him there. Honestly, what I want to see is a um, front four of Zaha, Ziyech, Tete, and Icardi. I want to see that front four. All Yabanja front four. Most creative players on our team. I want to see them on the field just once. I don't care if you have to play Kazimjan, Gunai. I just want to see those four. I want to see a game where we're just up in the first half by two goals. That is the one reason why we just cannot seem to, you know, open the lead with teams. It's always close. You okay with and, Gunai? I mean, listen, if you outscore them, <laughs> we, we don't really have to matter? use him though. We can use Khan, Abdul Karim, and Kazimjan. You okay with Kazimjan? Yeah, I suppose. The poor kid's getting injured a lot too. And today, not the like he, yeah, yeah, but... he has a long way to go. Yeah. I mean, you ask him, am I okay with it? I, <laughs> crazy idea I mean, hear me out here hear me out hear me out hear me but John, out you're also not okay with Kedem so I hear you <laughs> hear me yeah, out hear man, me out hear me out crazy idea but hear me out what if you tried playing Buttish on left back crazy <laughs> like, why I do I say to, this I don't know what else to tell bro, you <laughs> bro this kid has the pace of Sasha Bowie. He has the strength of Sasha Bowie. He can jump in the air, grab the ball like Sasha Bowie. Okay. He might not be as good at passing and crossing, but what is what do we need? What did I say, Yasin? We just need more Sasha Bowies, right? To make <laughs> Okambura's system but you, work. You, you know what's very sad about that, though? That statement you just made? The fact that we're sat here in the 12th fucking round of the league Talking about left back. What if we play Barish at left back? Like, bro, yeah. are you? Fu- what is going on, bro? <laughs> what What's going on? What What's What's happening here, bro? Like, that's that is insane. Like, look yeah. at the players that we've signed. Like, I, like, it's an L. I think that's the only L that Ocon took regard to transfers is Angelino. Um, to be honest, Angelino wasn't bad on the bar game. He's fine for me. I don't think I I've ever he, I criticized really well him, bro. Game, like, actually. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever criticized him. He's fine for me. I understand the criticism he gets, but like, dude, he's not that bad, like how people make yeah, it no. seem, you know? I like his chemistry with Zaha. I think they get along much better. But when I say bye, it's, it's strictly, strictly for the foreign rule limit, not because we like he's better than Angelino. Yeah. And I think during this uh, international break, I think the coaching staff needs to sit down and I think they need to do a few things. I think they have to say, one, how do we want to play? How do we want to play against, you know, it's going to change a little bit here and there depending on who you're playing, like for the league, I mean. Mm -hmm. How do we want to play and what do we want to accomplish? When you figure that out and you set that in stone, you say, what players do we need to make this work? These are the players that we have right now, currently. Right. Are there any other players we need in January to make this a reality? And you have I'm to sure stick with that, now. bro. 
Yeah, and stick with that, bro. Stick with that. What is our goal? What are we trying to achieve here? How are we trying to play? What players do we need to make that work? Because we're sat here talking about Bodish at left back and Karam has been playing number 10 and all this bullshit is happening, right? And like even today when I'm watching the match, the second, uh, I don't know, maybe the 60th or 70th minute, the second the long balls started coming out, I just went yeah, on my phone. I, I knew, I knew, I, just, I knew that was GG's at that I, point. I just went on my phone and opened up Instagram, t- uh, Twitter, and I was just sitting there, just swiping through because it's over. It's over, bro. If you need to do that in the 70th minute against against Hatay, you're not going to win the game. That's like, what I was it, saying. As soon as Kerem came out, that's when we really deteriorated. Like zero creativity. Even though you brought on so many more players onto the field that were attack oriented, what did he do? He took out. Uh, he took out Kazim John. And then basically had three defenders at the back. Right. Right? And still, we were less creative than when Keran was on the field. Why? Yeah. Because, again, our midfield is just non-existent. Right? Take out Oliveira. Put Khan in the midfield. Just, bro, do the same thing you did against Bayern. It cannot be any worse. Plus, it's been working for many matches. And they're more, you know, used to playing with each other. Yeah. Torreira is just fucking lost in the midfield, man. He doesn't know what to do. Everyone just keeps giving him the ball. Yeah. And he's like, here, bro, do something with it. You know that meme with the, the guy who's poking oh, yeah. with the stick? <laughs> yeah, That's what something. they're giving it to uh, Torreira. <laughs> do something with it, bro. Jesus yeah. Christ. I, I do a- think that this break is coming at a good time, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. I, I think that this is really, I think that this is going to benefit us if the coaching staff make good use of it. Right? I'm sure they will, bro. Everybody holiday, two weeks. <laughs> yeah, right? And then we come back and it's just a disaster. <laughs> like, Cardi will be rested. Yeah. The guys will be uh, rested. And and I know a lot of people are like, you know, drawing out doom, doomsday scenarios right now. But guys, come on. We had by far the worst and the hardest schedule of any team in the league right now. Yeah, it's very and difficult. One draw, one loss. It's not that bad. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. And this is Hatay away after a Bayern Munich game away. So let's not like pull the fire alarm just yet and just trust the process. You're go- Dude, there's no team. It's very rare to go on a completely unbeaten streak in a league. It's just almost non-existent. Like Man City's not doing that. Even they lose once or twice uh, um, a season. Right? Yep. Same with Bayern. It happens. So let's just trust the process. It's not that bad. Even with this scenario, we're still doing okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, go ahead, Yasin. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I agree that it came at a good time. I agree that this happens to the best of teams. And I'm glad it happened away after such a difficult Bayern Munich game where it was already going to be a tough game, regardless of who it is, just because of the timing of it. And the little break that we had. But it's it's good to see how we can be exposed and have the coaching team sit down and really talk about what went wrong today and how we can fix that. They have ample amount of time and it's before the transfer window. It's not against a rival team. Can you imagine we broke down like this and had a bad performance against Fenerbahce or Adana Demirspor or Besiktas, these teams that will be the difference of whether your win or lose in the championship. A hot tie game, it's important. I get it. But, you know, shit, shit happens. Um, 
So I, I agree with that. Uh, I'm glad that we we got exposed today, and I hope we don't get too stuck up on the uh, potential penalty. Because even though I agree with it being a potential penalty, I don't know if we talked about that yet, but um, I hope that's not the excuse that we have and why we lost today. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. That penalty decision was would have been given to most other teams because it's bro. The guy steps on your foot, and a foul yes. is a foul, man. He stomped a on foul is a foul. But I agree with Yasin. It shouldn't be an excuse for how we played today, especially in the second half. It's not, it's not an excuse. It, it was bad. Yeah. But like I said, it, it'll be better going down the line. I truly believe it. And also, sometimes a loss is the best thing that can happen to you. Sometimes yeah. that's the best thing and that's what your team needs. You know, I've seen it countless amounts of time countless sometimes a loss is actually a blessing in disguise and i'm hoping that you know we've already qualified for the euro i'm hoping abdul kerem and kerem don't go too hard during like they need some rest here bro like you know they're getting really really worked so i'm hoping they get some rest and we're coming back to a home game on the 25th of november against alanya so See, see, see what can happen here. You know, this could be a, a, a the start of a good run for us. So, yeah, hopefully, man. I'm really looking forward to that game. Um, yeah. So, any predictions for that game? Yeah, I'll give a prediction. Alanya, we're at home to Alanya. First game after the international break is always a little bit sluggish. Um, I'm gonna say two 0 I think we'll win that game two 0 Two 0 Yeah. You think Yasin, bro? Mm, I don't know, man. Uh, it's tough to predict anything to your point after a national break, but I'll say, I'll say like three one. Okay. Yeah. Three one. Okay. Because right out a few days after that is United. the United game, right? That's true. So, um, yeah, which is nice. A, it's also at home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's also at home. So we have two matches at home. Hopefully yeah, the boys can focus, right? I think we experienced that issue last time, mm. Mm. where we where we scored, we went ahead, and the boys all kind of just like relaxed a little bit and maybe started thinking about the next Champions League game that was a few days ahead. So yeah, it's good that we experienced that one time, so we can look back at it as a bad example and hopefully not do that against Alanya Sport. You you don't want to lose two. Um, Two matches, or you don't want to lose points two times in a row in the Super League. That's that's really dangerous. That yeah. is. That is. We'll see what happens. It's a tough schedule, but um, I think this loss and the international break, I think it could be good for us. So we'll we'll see what happens. All right. Well, let's all those that listened. We will be going on international breaks ourselves. Uh. We appreciate all of you checking into episode 70 of The Lion's Den. You can reach out to us at The Lion's Den GS on Twitter, Instagram. If you'd like to join our Discord channel, hit us up for a invite. You can come hang out with us, watch the game, uh, talk with us, have you know any type of conversation you want. It's community for all. All are welcome. With that said, we wish you guys a great weekend and uh, hopefully good two weeks. Thanks and peace out. See ya. See ya.